0: Welcome to Almost 30. If you're new, this is not normally how we open, but we needed a little shift in energy over here. And we're so grateful you're here. And for the OGs, welcome back. We're doing an Ask Us Anything, which is some of our favorite episodes to record where we answer questions that you submit to Lindsay and I and just go deep together in conversation. Yeah, you guys are the best question askers. Actually, you can have our job. It's so deep. So deep. I never get like, what's your shirt? It's always like, what's your like
1: thoughts on death? Yeah, I would love like a banana muffin question. Yeah, recipe. Or something. I'd love a
0: recipe <laughs> ask. I'd love like a, a beauty wreck. Oh, yeah. But it's like, hey, what's the deepest depths of I this know. experience within your soul? And how did you transmute it? But I actually am obsessed with I it because know. that's that's how we that's how we roll, truly. Mm-hmm. Um even that music for a second. So Lindsay and I have been having an interesting day. <laughs> As business owners, I think and as people of the world, sometimes you just want a little bit of a break.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard not to anticipate like the shoe dropping, but Yeah, and it doesn't ever really drop drop, but there're just always things, right? Yes. And it's like how do you compartmentalize the things and still show up and do what you have to do what you want to do, need yeah. to do with you know, excitement and positivity.
0: (laughs) Positivity, dude. (laughs) I was just laying on the bed and I'm like, what is this? What is this lesson? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just feels like as a business owner, this will be the last thing I say about it. There is never not a time where you have to have a conversation about something. Mm -hmm. You never just get a day of like, doo-doo-doo. Totally. You always need to talk about something. And because it's like a living organism, there's so many different people and experiences and needs and wants and desires. And sometimes it just gets a little hard. I know, I know. I mean, of anyone
1: who has to have hard conversations, I feel like we got the tools. Yeah, truly. (laughs) It's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. And you don't expect certain things, you know, just to come up. And so
0: that's the thing. You get blindsided every day. (laughs) You're like, uh, people have needs that aren't mine. (laughs) People have needs and desires that are not my own. People live lives that are not mine or... Yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. But I, I also think I'm learning that
1: like, okay, you know, there never needs to be an answer right away. There never needs to be this like, unless it is actually urgent, I find that I am much more productive and truthful when I'm able to like, step on out for a second and just like noodle on things or like talk it over with you over a few days. Yes. Because usually it's like it goes up, it comes
0: down and then there's like this middle mm-hmm. that we find. Yes, it is. It's finding the middle. Letting ourselves, mm-hmm. and this is helpful for anyone, but letting yourself react naturally. Yes. Having relationships and people and spaces in your life where you can have A natural, normal reaction to things. So, Mm. say you got an email from your boss that feels a little sticky, feels a little uncomfortable. Maybe you have to send an email that feels sticky or uncomfortable. It's like, what would like letting yourself feel scared, mad, angry, tired, depressed, whatever the feeling is, and just being with that. And then kind of working through it and getting a little bit more logical. And then hopefully, you know, we can reply to things a little bit more processed. Um, And then the goal is to shorten that time so that you can see something and respond more neutrally. Yes. And I think that will happen the longer we're in business. For sure. Never ceases to amaze me. (laughs) Never ceases to amaze me. Major announcement from Almost 30
1: we are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there (laughs) with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Krista and I throughout the years. We are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic Origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author, she's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special! He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101, the crystalline grid and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast. And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coded Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership, but head to almost30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost30.com slash space dash camp, space dash (laughs) camp. Say that 30 times. almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January
0: 28th. What do you want to do first? Let's do... How is it working on opposite coasts? Mm. So if you're new to the pod, Lindsay and I both lived in LA together. That's where we met for the past six years. And Lindsay moved to Brooklyn to be with her partner in May. Mm -hmm. And so we've been working on separate coasts for the past couple months and it's been great.
1: Yeah, it's... um... I think so much of the preparation or like processing happened before I moved. Yeah. So I think once the move came around, we had kind of come to that more um, like, not logical, but it was just like almost like a less emotional place. It was still like hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's like life changed dramatically for both of us because you moved as well mm-hmm. into this space. And so... I think though that we were able to process a lot of that before it happened. And then when it happened, we had kind of put things in place like seeing each other and uh, doing these week-long kind of intensive work weeks. Um, And we put those in the calendar so that we could look forward to them and just kind of plan around them. And I think that type of structure around such a huge change was really helpful because... Mm -hmm. If things you know, if emotions came up, if things got a little bit hard, we knew that we kind of had the structure to catch us, but I think you know what's what's really important is that we continue to really foster our relationship, and so we're not seeing each other every day. Mm-hmm. We're talking every day, but like we're not really kind of feeling each other's energy every day, so it's harder to. Yeah, just kind of close that loop mm-hmm. in the relationship. So it's like a more mindful weekly, if not more than one time a week check-in where it's just like, how are you doing? Yes. Like what's, what's going on? Because just like all of you out there, it's like we are human beings and we are having personal things. And so inevitably you bring some of that into mm-hmm. work. And so it's just like checking in. So we're not just like on this like autopilot mm-hmm. and... um you
0: know, navigating without recognizing that. Um,
1: So yeah. Yeah, it was it
0: was hard during the process of the move for sure to be living separate. And I think it was intimidating to think because so much of our work is in person, you know, filming in person Mm -hmm. or recording in person. And it's actually been really nice because it's like, we'll get together for a week or two weeks and just work really hard on like external facing things, recording, Mm -hmm. podcasts, interviews, all of that. And then the time that we're not doing that, we're able to be doing computer stuff, like back-end things. We're able to work on our own things. And I think when we were together so much for those years, it was like that energy was all together and we would just find more things to do or create Mm -hmm. more things to do. And so we just we're so working all the time and doing, doing, doing and riding this high of this energy that it's been so, kind of nice to yes. break it up a little bit. And totally. be like, like having a week on the computer of like just quiet work and phone calls. Completely. Sometimes it's so nice. And then when we come together for interviews, we're like super hype about it and it feels really good. So it's it's actually been amazing. Mm-hmm. It feels really good. Yeah. Yeah. And our team has been really, really helpful
1: in kind of like supporting, yeah. you know, just the scheduling of things and, um just making it even more even more seamless so yeah it's going it's do you going want a well. drama? yeah do you want drama? do you want
0: drama? <laughs> so here's the thing <laughs> being on different coasts <laughs> yeah no and also just i guess the point to remember is just supporting yourself and the people you love and every transition in their life and Mm -hmm. every step and stage that they want to take. Maybe it's not what you would do or maybe it's not what they would do, but you just need to always support people in their expression. And so whether that was Lindsay moving or me moving or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. we just need to be there for one another along the journey. And you can't change people. You can't make people do anything they don't want to do. So it's just best to be on board with it. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. Next up. Hmm. How about how to not feel intimidated by the life timeline? Like feeling like you should be further along or you're at a certain age and you feel like you should already have this type of job or already have
0: kids or especially for women, I feel like it's a little bit of a different feeling of that timeline. than men. I think my timeline isn't as much related to relationships and having kids. It's more so like where my success is Mm -hmm. and kind of because that's my focus for right now is like how successful I am for how age I, my age. I think in LA and coastal cities, there's such a people, the age thing doesn't really feel like it affects. Yeah. As much as when I'm in Ohio or where I'm from, where the timeline feels much more present. That conversation about the timeline feels much more present where it's like, why don't you have kids yet? Why don't you have a house? Why haven't you created a 401k or what is going on there? So I do think that it does come up differently wherever you're living. Mm -hmm. Maybe on the coastal cities, it's more about your success by a certain age, like 30 under 30 or whatever. So the priorities are sort of in the collective of what you may be experiencing as it relates to a timeline. And your timeline pressure could be where you're living because mine's more about career and career success. I think for me, I always just look back at how far I've come in general. I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, I could have just been in, in the job that I hate, in the relationship that I hate, in a body I hate, with relationships that I didn't feel strong about, but like Mm -hmm. each day I made a decision to move closer to me. And I think the comparison episode is a really good Mm -hmm. conversation for this one. It's normal for us to compare. It's normal for us to look around and look to our community for what everyone else is doing and how they're doing it successfully or not successfully. But I think where it gets a little tricky is when we're using that as a way to like shame or blame or move us further from our path because there is something powerful about just honoring the path that you're on and focusing on your relationship with God or your relationship with your path and just trusting that like mm-hmm. theirs is meant for them in whatever way it's supposed to be. But it, it gets, it can be challenging for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I don't know. Sometimes
1: I feel like I've never felt pressure to do a certain thing by a certain age. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like my parents never put pressure on me to do that in that way but I also think I'm just not like, I don't know, that doesn't register for me. Because when I think I'm like, oh, I'm 34, if I really thought about Mm -hmm. it and I really thought about like, oh, wow, I'm 34. And if, you know, if I have a kid at this age, then at 45, the kid will, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I can go there. First of all, we are definitely encouraged to doubt where we are. We are sold experiences and products to just make us feel like, hey, you need this in order to be over here or be feeling this or embodying this. And so, you know, like you, I think looking back and being like, damn, I'm really proud. I'm really, really proud of like how far I've come in such a short amount of time. Like if I think of myself five years ago, 10 years ago, it's like, whoa. Whoa. And so much can happen in a short period of time. And at least in my experience lately, I'm like, things are kind of happening more quickly in a weird way where it's like my single season felt like forever. And it was, it was a long time. But then I don't know, I feel like the more and more that I am choosing what feels aligned for me,
0: it's like the time thing becomes less of an issue. Yes. Yeah, I think when you're, when I was in a corporate job or the corporate world, when you're kind of on that trajectory or track or mm-hmm. it feels like it's like, okay, two years you get a promotion, this year you do this and it's kind of on this like standardized structure. You're more focused on, because we're naturally about the next steps. We're naturally people that are moving along mm-hmm. a path. or we like goals? So it felt more like I was focused on that. But when I found something that I loved and I'm yeah. doing something that I love, the timelines feel less relevant. And then too, it's like thinking like logically, like what is triggering the timeline conversation? Mm -hmm. Is it social media where you're looking at social media and you're seeing that people are further along than you or, you know, something like that. How can you like work to support yourself to kind of mute those people, unfollow those people, or just kind of take a break from social media? Mm -hmm. Because if you want to find something that's going to make you feel bad, you can find it. If you want to find someone that's going to make you feel not farther enough on your path, you could find it. And Mm -hmm. I think being in the world that we're in with podcasting and interviewing these amazing people that we do, it always blows my mind that they always have someone that's further ahead than them. Every single one, even the most successful people always have people that they look up to that are quote unquote further ahead than them and it never stops. Mm -hmm. It's just the way of our brains. We always move the goalpost whenever we reach it. And so it's normal. It's just figuring out the triggers. What are ways in which you can support yourself and love yourself where you are? And then how can you just notice those moments where you find yourself being addicted to the next thing or Mm -hmm. the timeline? Mm -hmm. And what's the real fear? Yeah. You know, what's the real fear if, yeah
1: you know, you don't get married by this age or what's the real fear if you don't make this much money by this this time? Like what is, I guess, the core yeah. the core fear there? And, you know, it, that can be kind of confronting.
0: Yeah, it's like hitting the things where I'm like, oh my God, I'm 28 years old and I'm not married. I'm like, and I didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm this age and I this happened. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, and I didn't die. Mm-hmm. All is well. You know, all you just have well. to have those things happen too where you're like, oh, it's all good. Mm-hmm. How do you balance having a community while using ads for income? I love this question. A, a pre, that's why I wanted to talk about this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. I was like, that is hilarious, but I actually respect. I respect the question because I, I know. It. I know it comes from um, most sh- of, of our sponsors or
0: brands that we work with are actually from community members. Yeah, I would say ninety percent of the brands point. we work with are actually women of our community that either work at agencies or work at the brands or Mm -hmm. our listeners of the show. You have to have listened to the show or understand the show to support. So we actually partner with and put on brands of people in our community and they support us in the other way. So it really like it works in the best way possible of being like a really symbiotic relationship. And then the products that we share, you know, our products that we love, like Osea, my skincare, mm-hmm. everyone asks me about it all the time in our community. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just telling you on the podcast instead yes. of like in my DMs. So, all the brands, it's like just like an easier way to communicate things that we love and things that we cherish. And also, just uh, taking a moment about that conversation, I think that happens within the creator space, whether you're an influencer, or a podcaster, blogger, you know, YouTuber, whatever it is, it's always like, it's not shameful or shady or weird to be getting paid for promoting products or brands. It's kind of the way of the world right now. And when we look at women and we think like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that or it kind of seems like icky, it's like women are now able to make money on their own being themselves or being creative independently of a system, of an organization, of a company. That makes me so happy. Yes. Like, I'm so excited. I'm so grateful for every single brand that I get to work with because it's allowed me this life where I get to create so much content for free on the show, or we get to create these products or services or support our members. And so, it's really been so important that I have deep gratitude and mm-hmm. reverence for all the brands that like invest in us to, you know, share them with our community. And it excites me
1: that like brands are investing in a show like ours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like where we are talking about supporting people in their evolution. Yes, like that really that that gives me a lot of hope just about brands and and who they want to reach and how they want to make an impact. And so um, yeah, and and almost thirty is a team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? yeah, it's a business. like we we are paying our team members, and one of the ways in which we can do that, is through ad sales, you know? So it's, it's not anything that we compromise in order to just get money that is like a foundational part of how we do partnerships, which is we have to use the brand. Mm-hmm. We have to believe in their mission. Um, they have to understand our show and genuinely want to connect with our, with our audience. But yeah, and, and I'm really proud that we get to have an incredible team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And pay them well and like really support them in their dreams and their gifts. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Paying, you know, eight or nine women to Mm -hmm. have beautiful lives and flexible jobs is like a really beautiful thing. And just again, it's not mutually exclusive for you to do something that you love and feel like you have to do it for free. Mm -hmm. You can do something you love and do it for free, but you don't have to as well. So... I always just want to be mindful of when we come up against things like that, where we feel like it's like wrong or dirty to get paid by a brand or do, you know, support through ads. It's like that's how we're able to do what we do. And it's powerful Mm -hmm. that we can do it. Mm -hmm. So thanks for asking me. Yeah. Thank you. How do you you, get over making less money for a more meaningful job? This is a good one. I'm Mm. trying to think if I ever took a pay cut, I'd quit and didn't make any money. Mm-hmm. I kind of did. Yeah. I was working at this job. It was in, um, in New York. So I moved from New York to LA and I was working at the job still. It paid well for the time. And I quit that job and then started nannying and serving and doing these odds and ends jobs. So I definitely made way less money to create a life that I love or try and create a life that I love. Didn't really work out in such a romantic way. It was kind of a mess and I got in debt. But that was like my overall goal. Mm -hmm. But I think about like when you look at, and this is what you can do and write down, it's like, what are some non-monetary ways that you're paying yourself? Is it more time in the morning for your morning routine? Is it a shorter commute? Is it less stress? Is it a safer nervous system? Is it more meaningful relationships at work? Is it more impactful work? It's like, there's so many ways we can pay ourselves outside of money. It's actually crazy. And once you start to do that, it actually, money becomes way less interesting because so many people have jobs in corporate world and companies that are popular and big and seem really cool, but it's almost like the golden handcuff situation where you're provided basically all these things because you essentially are at that job 24-7 and you don't have like foster a fostered sense of self outside of it or you haven't been able to express yourself creatively or invest in your family or invest in your health and all these different things. So there's always a trade-off and mm-hmm. I would much rather have less money in my identity, my peace, my ability to create on the weekends or at, at night, meaningful relationships, than like more time at a job. And also with tax, it's like, I remember when I made a certain amount and then I made like a, a good amount more the next year. And I was like, damn, with taxes, I don't even know. I know. Do you know what I mean? I was like, damn, kinda with sane. taxes, it felt like the same. It was mm-hmm. literally not, it was such a small impact. I was like, damn, this is kind of crazy. And that's the thing too. It's like you're taking less money, but what if you have more time to find another, you know, Mm -hmm. do something else on the side? Totally. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Yeah. When I, I was working in the
1: bars and then I was fit modeling, I was kind of overlapping with that for a while and I was making quite a bit of money. And then I got the opportunity to work for SoulCycle. And so I gave up... Fit modeling at the time, which was supporting me living in New York. And then I moved to LA. And as a new soul cycle instructor, you're not making a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And I remember being just so broke and like driving to Newport two hours each way, like just not knowing how I was going to do any of this, pay rent, all the things. And I also felt so much happier. You know, I felt so much happier. Um, In that room and moving my body and teaching people and really creating community that, yes, I was stressed at times, but I just remember that overwhelming feeling of like, this is so fun, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't trade it. I, I kind of had that vision of, oh, if this makes me feel so good, like there's no way that I'm not going to make more money doing this over time and do really well. But I agree with you I think there's ways in which you can really focus on what it's giving you you know I got to I got to work out for free all the time like you know I got to meet incredible people who actually became whether it was really good friends or were great to add to my network of people that I knew and could mentor me or connect me or um, just guide me in really really special ways so Yeah, I try not to like dog on the season that I'm in because if I look back, I know that every single one of those jobs like really, really served me and taught me so much.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like being in the here and now because I think so much with high paying jobs, it's like, with the promise that you'll get that time back later in life, that in retirement, you'll be able to relax. You'll be able to have that second home, whatever it is. And it's like, it's all in the here and now. Like if Mm -hmm. you're not happy along the way, then it's not really worth that delayed gratification at the end. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important thing is creating that list of ways in which your job is paying you outside of money and really focusing on that and doubling down on that.
1: Love it. How do you center yourself when everything around you is off? Off off off. Yeah, I I would always get scared when I would feel off. I would always get scared yeah. when I would or when things around me felt off, I would always get a little scared.
0: <laughs> I feel like that now. Yeah, where You're like is like, anything going to be normal again? I know.
1: <laughs> and it sounds cheesy, but it's like Like I was walking the other day and I made a joke about it on Instagram and it was just like kind of hectic where I was walking and I was like, but I got my inner peace because truly like if we're able to cultivate that sense of or that peaceful heart, we talked to Katrina Scott about this briefly, but like you're just like really peaceful heart. If you're able to go in, whether it's like in a meditative moment or just close your eyes and breathe, be in your body, like peace exists in there (laughs) and you know if anything is causing you discomfort i've just realized that i'm allowing it to Mm -hmm. cause me a lot of discomfort and it's not bad it's not good it's just that's what's happening Mm -hmm. and how can i kind of cultivate that sense of inner peace rather than just reacting to everything around me um but yeah, I mean, over the last year and a half, almost two years, it's like, these have been unprecedented times. And sometimes I'm just like, shit is wacky. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've just like, I've accepted that some days are just going to feel absolutely dog shit.
0: Yeah. Because it's wild. <laughs> I think too, it's like... What I realized is that I can't control anything on the outside. So it's like when we feel like everything is off, I think it's a lie that we're all told that we can have a situation where we feel like everything around us is perfect. It's never going to be that way. So it is focusing on like the internal energy, the nervous system. Like how are you potentially creating the situations that you're in? And you know, I know for me, I remember in high school, I was like, oh my God used to get in car accidents all the time. And I remember one time I was talking to my friend, Brandon. I was like, I got in a car accident again. Like, I can't believe this. This is such bad luck. And he was like, you are the only thing that's consistent in these situations. Mm. He's like, it's not bad luck. It's you. I was like, yo, wow, Sage. (laughs) I don't know if I reacted that way, but now I think about that all the time because it is, it's like how... I like, how are we always in these situations potentially where things are off? And I think for me right now, I'm going through a situation or like a period in time where everything feels a little off Mm -hmm. in my life. And it always is because it's bringing this like attention to healing for me or attention to an issue, or it's sort of bringing something up for me that needs my attention. It needs my healing. And how can I really work on that within myself or within therapy or whatever the situation is. And then the external always just Mm -hmm. eventually sort of settles itself Mm -hmm. out. I think finding patterns is really important with this. So it's like, what are the patterns that keep coming up when everything feels off around you? Is it that you feel like everyone is disrespecting you? Everyone is taking advantage of you. Everyone is ignoring you. Everyone is judging you. What are these things? Because that can sort of, direct you back to some stories you could potentially be telling yourself about the world and about life. You know, maybe it's something where you're feeling like everyone is judging you maybe you need to take a look at judgment in your own life. Do you find yourself judging people? Do you find yourself in situations where you're having conversations and judging people? How is this external situation reflecting something back to you that you should really look at and work on? And then there is like the overall, from like a higher perspective, like the energetics of the moon, the energetics of the world, the energetic of where you live. And sometimes in Los Angeles, it feels like it just shifts so quickly. Like there's such an energy here that's really beautiful sometimes and really, really sticky and murky other times. And so right now it feels super hazy in LA. It's felt really weird the past couple weeks. And it's like, how can I sort of take responsibility for what I'm causing or the situations I'm living in? And then also sort of look at what is going on in Los Angeles? What is the energy here? Mm -hmm. And like, how can I be kind to myself with that awareness mm-hmm. and knowledge because I know it's greater than just me. Yeah, definitely.
1: And I'm also super mindful to like what I'm resisting. Yeah. So I'm like, what, what am I resisting and not letting pass through me? So oftentimes it's something painful. It's like a thought or a story or an experience or a memory that's really, really painful to let myself feel or let it pass through. And oftentimes it just takes me allowing it to... Mm-hmm. Kind of like just zap the energy that I, I'm kind of feeling that discomfort. So just taking note of what you might be resisting.
0: Yeah, and I think there was a few other questions about I was sharing. I shared on Instagram how I was feeling off, and it's more so like I share because I feel like it's it's true for me how I'm feeling, and I don't want to just be like, "Hey guys, check out my lunch." you know, and I always want to, I want to be as honest as I can. So I shared a little bit about it, but what I've been feeling off about and what has felt like a little uncomfortable for me, is just the feeling of in my relationships and in my life, I feel like I overextend or I want more from relationships than I think I get. And I think I'm very there for people. I think I'm very thoughtful and I feel like it's not always met. Mm -hmm. And, So it's feeling a little frustrating where I'm like, okay, I thought I already basically established who my friends are and who my core is. Where am I not giving myself what I need? Mm -hmm. You know, that validation, that love, that like ability to be seen. And then where am I not communicating that, that I'm needing more, I'm needing more connection. I'm needing more like, yeah, just more of what I feel like I give. Mm -hmm. And then where is it like something where it's like maybe just what's going on in the collective or whatever. So there's so many different things, but it's just felt heartbreaking a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's very weird.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, and tell me if this feels true. It's like when, if you have a form of the mother wound where there wasn't that, that warmth yeah. or attention or love, and then you are so beautifully giving it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's kind of like that same not same but similar energetics of just wanting more yeah just wanting more and yes yeah i mean i feel like it's it's so it's so real and so valid and um definitely heartbreaking and i feel like too in these moments where i'm feeling if I've ever felt, which I have, felt disappointed, it's like I'm looking at, okay, what did I expect? Yeah. You know, and, and it's not like, oh, my expectations are wrong or bad, but I, I tend to have these very specific and unflexible expectations mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm that like kind of put me in a funky reactive state where I'm like, "Mm, what does this say about how you feel about me? Mm -hmm. You know, but but I think, you know, female friendships, especially, if we're working through the mother wound, it's like they are the teacher. Mm
0: -hmm. Because I don't
1: know if our mamas are going to change right now. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like these females in front of us are the teacher. And yeah, I think you're right. Like it's always calling us to our healing. It's always calling us to the, some more pieces. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like how can I self-soothe? Mm-hmm. How can I give myself what I need? How can I turn my focus to the relationships that feel like
1: mm-hmm. they're
0: at this we're kind of meeting each other mm-hmm. in the same place? Totally. Because that's what happens is sometimes it's like sometimes you're kind of with another person, you're kind of meeting each other another same way. Because I feel like a month ago I was like fucking feeling so good. Mm-hmm. And then you feel bad and you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. how am I gonna get out of this? hmm And how and also being someone that has an online, you know, we have online jobs. We have businesses where we talk and it's like, dang, how can I show up for this? Sure.
1: Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? (laughs) What? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. Deloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some, some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my Flow, so I was really excited to find Daloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends, and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really really bad periods, cramps, and just all these symptoms, and she was so happy uh, to try Daloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided; they don't last as long, they're not as intense, and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high potency, fast acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try to loon. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If DeLune isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping.
0: What shows are you loving watching right now?
1: Ooh,
0: Season, I'm all about this right
1: now. Season two of Love on the Spectrum, life flew through <laughs> I did, uh, a night. We watched uh, it in a night. It's the it best, means so much man. to me. I just love, first of all, the way in which it's done. It is so heart-centered. It is so beautiful. We are meeting the families. We are having this like full 360 experience of these adults who are on the spectrum they're dating, yes, but there's also just this beautiful, like, documentary style of showing them, like, who they are, like the families that they come from. But um, who's the new? Who's the red hair, Ronan? Ro- oh, Ronan! Ro- Ro- yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Ronan. So I love. Sweet. I mean, Michael will always be number one. Michael's a
0: king. <laughs> the thing is, is that you like when first people first hear about the show, they think it's going to be kind um, of like making fun of them. But I them. think it's part of the pr- thing that I've realized with people with disabilities or people with illness, it's like when you're kind of putting it in a box of being something that's bad, no matter what, like people on the spectrum date. Yes. (laughs) It's like they have dating lives. And so there's that kind of reaction. That's almost the thing that feels like a little bit of the problem. Yes. Of course it needs to be done in the way that it's done. It's done so beautifully, but it's like this sort of thing is normal and natural Mm -hmm. and, and I just, yeah, it's such a good heartwarming mm-hmm. show. I you just want for them to find love so, so bad. <laughs> um, it's also like super funny at times because yes. they're just so direct and so, so clear honest. and so honest. <laughs> and it's actually like cuts a lot of the bullshit out, you know, and people really get mm-hmm. to the heart of everything. So love on the spectrum, so good. We watched Peaky Blinders. Have you ever seen? Excuse me? I know. You? Yo. Okay. I was, Tell me more. I used to talk about, I used to like talk about, it. I was like talking about it to Justin all the time. I'm like, what do you think Tommy Shelby is going to be like? But like, He's like, yo, you need to chill. I became obsessed. There's some like times where I think it's like my Pisces mm-hmm. self that like can just get really into like the world of yes. the imagination and creativity and like a show. And it is so fucking good. It is It is, is the best. I've never watched. It is the best. It's the best. It's not like a very me show, but the character development is so mm. powerful and you're just like, oh, it's so good. Thomas or er, Cillian Murphy is so good. They're coming out with another season. So, and that's a good show that I watched with Justin. Yeah. Um, what was the other thing? Ted Lasso. I know I'm about, we're going to start it. The first episodes weren't as good, but after is so good. Yeah, I got it. Yeah.
1: In, I've in heard like, it's very feel good, which is interesting. I'm like, huh,
0: Hollywood. I know it's actually hilarious. like the jokes are good. The writing's mm-hmm. good. In, Lund, or in England, they say, instead of hey, they say, oi. <laughs> so the whole show, they're like, oi, oi. <laughs> it's like, what is ha- You're like, what's happening? Oi, <laughs> oi. And it's funny. Like, it's, it's actually amazing. Yeah. It's really, really
1: good. I also was watching, well, Sean and I watched um, Snowfall. So that's, not, that's like a peaky where it's like, so not me, but I'm like, you get into the character development, the yes. storyline, it's crazy. Um, it's basically like the... The crack cocaine epidemic in LA in wow. the 70s and 80s, um, and how just it extends. Let's to talk about the government's involvement in it. The government. I love that
2: South shit. America, I love that with the crack prairie. cocaine shit.
0: Everyone's like, oh, yeah, the government was uh, providing it. Everyone's like, yeah, totally. Uh-huh. And we're just like, <laughs> anyways, we're like, let's make a show about it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, we totally know this. It's so crazy. It's so crazy the kind of stuff that comes out in movies as truth, but we still are kind of don't connect the dots that actually like the government was participating.
1: Yes. So
0: wild. And um, with the like Iran-Contra contra scandal, like there's so many times where it's like been very obvious about what's actually going on behind the scenes, but everyone's like, yeah, anyways. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah they're like, that was a great show. Like you're like, no, it really happened. Or the mm-hmm. big short.
1: Oh yeah, with which... the Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. You're
0: like, dude, what is everyone doing? hmm Yeah. I literally blows. It sometimes.
1: I, I can't, can't wait till the movie's made about twenty twenty. Same. Anyway. Anyways. Um. <laughs> literally. <laughs> literally. But also catch me. Both of us watching. Very like out there or nature. I'm. Yes. I'm very much like. Searching on my Amazon. I cannot watch or Netflix. Most, most shows. The uh, David Attenborough.
0: Yes. Yes. Anything. Gaia is good. Mm-hmm. Freddie Silva is my favorite on Gaia. A like hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, Matias Stefano is really mm-hmm. good on Gaia. There's some crazy. We're ones. trying to watch Dune tonight. We might watch Dune. I think, okay. It's with Tim Timothy Shamanlay or whatever. What's his last name? Oh, try it again. Timothy. Timothy? I actually don't know. Shama- He's, something's, something's weird. Shamalama. How is he getting every single role ever? Something's. What are you doing? Because <laughs> I'm like, you're literally getting every single role of all time. <laughs> it's him and Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hollywood's favorites. (laughs) Just kidding. I love them.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, thank you guys for the questions. As always,
0: you rock. Hopefully that was helpful. Yeah. Hopefully that was helpful. We appreciate you. Thanks for letting us show up exactly as we are every single week. It means... The world. Um, You can find everything about Almost 30, all of our partners, information about Lindsay and I, our courses and programs, all that good stuff at almost30.com. Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram. It's like the best place to be. Truly. And then I'm on Instagram at it's Krista. And I'm
1: at Lindsay Simsik. And thank you so much to our sponsors for this episode. Makes it possible and we just love them so much. All the discount information is in our show notes. Element, EM Cosmetics, Nutribullet, Hum Nutrition, and Athletic Greens. So thank you. Thank you, thank you. Share this episode with a friend and we will see you on the next one. We love you, bye.